Chestnuts roasting and Santa's not far away. But until then, welcome to Pass the Remote. I'm James Chalmers, and with me as always are my excellent hosts and the growly dogs, the Tinsel Cavatina and Saint Nick himself. Hello. How are we guys? Good. What am I getting for Christmas? I can't tell you yet. You'll find out on a hot day in January, about the 7th. Nice. <laughs> we might put the bells away because Luna's definitely annoyed by them. She's going to want to play with them now, Tina. Ho, ho, ho. Now I have a machine gun. <laughs> One of the greatest lines in Christmas ever. Yeah. And it's written on a t-shirt, isn't it? Probably. I think he writes it on a dead guy's t-shirt. <laughs> well, that was a slow start. We're definitely going to try and do like a quick <laughs> launch. Um, this is our much-awaited uh, Christmas episode, way after it's supposed to. But I like to do things properly, so it's like we're going to do them, even if it takes us two weeks mm. or three weeks to get to it. Um, how, are we excited for Christmas, guys? It's always my favourite time of the year. Most wonderful time of the year? It is. So we're going to jump straight into it. We've got a review for Christmas. Um, we've also got some games. And we've got a list, of course, as well. But the last time we convened, you guys uh, told me... We talked about the Gotham City Sirens movie was coming out. And you guys were like, who do you want as Catwoman and Poison Ivy? Have they been cast? They have not yet. Although there's rumours that Megan Fox is going to play Poison Ivy, which I think is a bad call. Mm. I, not for Poison Ivy. She seems like sultry enough, mm. but I don't know if she's a good actress. Mm. Yeah. Maybe as like Catwoman. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe. But I don't, yeah, I don't really like her as an actress mm. that much. Yeah. Yeah. She's not too bad. Sometimes she's like Chris Stewart. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like sometimes she's really good and other mm. times she's not. And I think it really depends on whether she's playing a character that is very similar to herself mm, which yeah. one could argue is not really acting yeah well, i mean i'll be controversial i actually liked her as april o'neill in the second ninja turtles film well see i haven't seen the ninja turtles film so i haven't seen to be fair i liked her that i also liked her when she hosted snl a few years ago yes that's what i was talking about which you was know, really, she was really good, good for so. that. um but i sat down and and thought about it for 20 minutes and I cast, uh, my choice casting for Catwoman uh, is a actress called Genesis Rodriguez. Uh, she was in Tusk as the girlfriend, and she was also in Yoga Hoses. She's been in a couple other things as well, but uh, like her, most of her stuff recently has been in Kevin Smith films. Um, but I think she'd be like a good call for Catwoman. Yes, yeah, so I oh, yeah. tend to agree. Mm. Um, and then Poison Ivy is really hard. Like, I was really trying to think of like someone who's going to be great. And I wanted someone who's maybe a little bit older, a little bit closer to Ben Affleck's age. Someone like Uma Thurman? <laughs> uh, not quite. With red cones coming out of her head. So I was like, who's like a, like a good redhead? Like, actually, I, was, I wanted to go natural redhead. I wasn't looking for someone who dyes their hair. I mean, you can do that, but I wanted to go for a natural redhead. And someone who has played, you know, kind of a sultry villain maybe before to give us like a taste of what's to come. Uh, so I went for Christina Hendricks, who's in Mad Men, uh, oh, and she's yeah. also the uh, like the villainous like pirate in Firefly, and she seduces um, 
uh, Nathan Fillion in it, and I thought she was a really good choice. So those are my picks. The only picks <laughs> that were asked for for that, for that thing, but I was like, oh, I don't want to forget about it. We'll talk yeah, about I it. See that. I could definitely see the first one, Genesis yeah. Rodriguez. Poison Ivy's tough. I think Christina Hendricks is just a little bit too old. Yeah, but if I've... it was like. Ten years ago, but Affleck's in his forties. Like all these. How? What's Kristen Hendricks in her? Um, in her thirties, I think. She'd be really? I think maybe late thirties. Yeah, I would say so too. Let me have a look. I thought maybe late forties. Well, no, if so, she oh, she's forty-one. Good. Oh, okay, forty-one. That's what she looks like. That's like a kind of a recent picture. It looks pretty airbrushed to me. I remember her with lots of crow's feet. Well, I mean, she's like on a chain around her neck. <laughs> Well, we'll let her know. Sorry, Christina. You I didn't t- get... started typing in Poison Ivy instead of Christina Hedricks. <laughs> Sorry, Christina, you didn't get the part. Oh, no, I love her. I think she's great. Actually, you know, that's a more recent picture of her because she was just in Bad Santa too, and that's her from that. She looks a little bit mummish Oh, wow, there. yeah, she... Yeah. Okay, she's definitely she not... A, she looks a bit old in this picture. ...as old as I thought she was. <laughs> it's just the outfit because yeah. it's a period piece? Yep, old. Maybe it must just be like the image of her in my head then. Yeah, that's Basically. Okay. Um, should we get straight into the review, guys, and start talking? Actually, yeah, she would be a good Poison Ivy, I think. I thought it was a good call. Quite mm. booby. Yeah, it needs to be booby. She uses her sex appeal a lot, Poison Ivy. Absolutely. I thought about it, like, for a good minute. Mm. So, what are we reviewing? Well, there was only one Christmas movie that was important this year, and that was a little picture called Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Story, yes. Um, what do you guys think? Loved it. Loved it? Liked it. I liked it too. I didn't love it. Um, do you want to go into like a spoiler-filled review or do you want to talk about plot points? or? Um, I think it'll have to be spoilers because yeah. I don't think we can avoid mm. talking about it. From this point on in every show we do, guys, spoilers. We'll say it every episode, but yeah. we're dissecting everything. Uh, my biggest problem with the film, and I, re- I did really enjoy it, I think the first 40 minutes are really spotty. I think like it takes a long time to set up characters and stuff. I couldn't tell you the names of more than maybe three characters in that film. Mm. Uh, but they jump around a lot. Um, and also, it's really dark, which I don't mind. But I think Following Force Awakens, which is so joyous and a celebration. Yeah. And even though it is old school Star Wars, and I did like it. Um, I think, yeah, I think if we hadn't have had Force Awakens so recently, I think I would have liked it a lot more. Um, but there's no denying that the last hour is spectacular. Yeah. Um, like, I won't take anything from it. Visually, it's sunny and it's action-packed and emotional. And Yeah. Um, I... Uh... No, I, I really liked the look of it and the feel of it because it, I think it was meant to be grimier and like darker purely mm. because um, it's set under the Empire. Of course. And, you know, like obviously, uh, you know, you wouldn't have forgotten that. But like, yeah, I just thought they nailed that sort of look where like all the uh, Imperial tech is like polished and looks mm. really great, but everything else just looks really shitty. Yeah. So I think they just nailed that. Yeah, I mean, I think when you get to the point, I think the point where the film starts for me is when they all get to like that temple city. Yeah, and Jeddah. Like, yeah, Jeddah, city. Jeddah, and where they had the siege on there. That's where it really starts for me. The first yeah. half an hour or 40 minutes or whatever it is, I, I feel is just a bit slow. Even though I really like Mads and his little intro and stuff, mm. the lack of the crawl didn't bother me too much. I thought it would, but it was okay. Um, mm-hmm. The only other problem I have with the film is I feel like it's the most unnecessary Star Wars film in the series, simply because it's like, hey... Who wants to know what happens five minutes before the yeah. Star Wars movie? Mm. Here's two hours to tell you what happens. Like, yeah. Um, but that's just me nitpicking. Um, I liked it. Mm. I just didn't like it as much as Force Awakens. Mm. It's as simple as that. Like, I, I um, felt that the beginning was a bit jarring. Mm. 
Um, and uh, it was definitely a darker, and it has to be a darker, it was definitely a darker movie. Really, the only comedy was coming from um, the droid... K2SO, K- yeah. yeah. K2SO. It was great. Alan Tudyk, um, by the way. Yeah. Once again, uh, But even then, it was very dry and sarcastic humour, yeah. sort of thing like that. Whereas I really feel like Force Awakens has everything that you want in mm. it for a Star Wars reboot, sort of thing like that. Um, and... I kind of felt like um, the and your friend Josh put this beautifully. the The main character was just unnecessary. Plot device. She's exactly. a plot. She's just a plot device. That's exactly right. And mm. so it just ended up being a case of you didn't really care for her. You didn't really care for any of the other ones except for the one guy who's like, "I am with the force. The force is with me." He was I'm great. With... Love yeah. that guy. But I got over that saying very quickly <laughs> yeah. as I, um... well. And so, like, you don't really end up, like, because you know they're all going to die. You know what happens. See, I didn't know that. Sort of I mean, I guess like I should have seen it coming because um, you've never heard of these characters before mm. unless you watch, like, the Clone Wars series and stuff. Like, yeah. Saw Gros and that. Um, but I was, like, I didn't know that. So when, like, K2SO, like, spoilers, gets, like, shot to I was like, oh, like, I really like that droid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He'll come back. He's a droid, right? Mm. But, um, be- well, you ultimately know that what is going to happen is... You know, basically some sort of siege on the the Death Star or whatever, um, and so I don't know. Like because you know where it's going, it's like it doesn't surprise you in any way. You're mm. just kind of like it's kind of like I suppose it would be like reading the Bible. Do you know what I mean? You know, you know Jesus is going to get crucified. Yeah. You know it's, he's yeah, going to come Titanic. back. It's the, Titanic. That's, that's exactly yeah. right. It's like, like they any have other to famous get the plans for the Death Star because. We know the Death Star gets destroyed. That's exactly right. But so, they did take that excellent opportunity to like right every wrong in that first movie, where they're like, "Wait, how? Can, how did there was there a design flaw?" And it's like, "Oh, it was yeah. deliberate." Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, that's true. That's absolutely true. But um, yeah. So I just found myself enjoying it, um, because I find it very difficult to not enjoy a Star Wars movie. Absolutely. Um, but I also didn't really care about the characters. Didn't really care about her. Um, and I, it just felt really sad mm. the whole time because, you know, she was like, I've never known my dad mm. and, and my mother died. And then you look at Force Awakens and I know you try not to compare it to Force Awakens, mm. but it's, yeah, ha- like you don't have to, but it's you really do. difficult. Well, they come out so to, close. Sort of That's exactly right. And so I was just kind of like, you know what? This just makes me want to go home and watch Force Awakens. Yeah. And that's exactly what I did. Mm. Um, I found like I was in a really tough place as well. Because part of me was like, you know what? It's so great and ballsy that they made a Star Wars film without Jedi's or lightsabers. And at the same time, I was like, where the hell are the Jedi and the lightsabers? <laughs> yeah. Like, as yeah. much as I was enjoying like that that differentiation mm-hmm. and seeing just like some just some rebels, like it's like in the way that New Hope is very kind of light on the Jedi and the lightsabers. And like, there are some bits in this film, like you do get a little bit of lightsaber action towards the end. But at the same time, it's kind of like, oh, just because I'd say it's more so than Force Awakens. Force Awakens isn't really lightsabery until oh, you the got very that great end. Fight at the end exactly. What are, like I, until like Ray doesn't want to have anything to do. Like she doesn't know about the Jedi. She doesn't want to have anything to do with the lightsaber for a lot of the movie. I guess you're absolutely right there, but you're like, and I think it's so underrated as well. Like people just kind of forget about that lightsaber fight, maybe because they're like, oh, she shouldn't be that powerful or whatever. But I'm like, no, like. We saw three movies about Luke learning how to use a lightsaber. I don't need three movies about Rey. Yeah. Like, just chuck her in the deep end and get her over mm. with. And I think, like, it's the first thing seen, like, a lightsaber fight in the middle of the forest and the snow. Like, all that. Mm. Everything about it is so great. Like, when 
Is, does she cut him or does he cut her? I can't remember. Nah, she, she gets away pretty unscathed. Yeah. yeah. And Finn gets shot down or something. Yeah. yeah. Such a great... I mean, I know we're talking about Rogue One, but yeah. I just love that scene <laughs> yeah. so much. Yeah. And it doesn't get the love it deserves, I don't think. I think it's one of the best lightsaber fights in the series. Mm. Um, that being said, I really enjoyed the whole um, force field fight in mm. Rogue One. I thought that was really, really good. Like the whole uh, in space fighting yeah. um, and um, the crashing of the two Star Destroyers. Mm. Which I thought like, I'd seen before, but mm. maybe I was just hoping, like, I think maybe I was watching them, like, why didn't they push them into each other? Like, that would yeah. make so yeah. much destruction, so. Um, yeah, I, I definitely get what you guys are saying about the characters, mm. but I think just being, like, it's a bit more of an ensemble, mm. you know what I mean? So I just think there's less That's time true, to definitely develop is. them. But, um, yeah, I really liked it. The only other thing I'd say that was negative is, I feel like it, they showed scenes in the trailers that just never came in the film. Yeah, like, I rebel. Yeah, and like there was one where I swear she was oh, kneeling yeah. before like Vader or something like that, or she got up and yeah. she was yeah. in. And I'm like, where the hell's that? I yeah. thought, is she going to be like. A it re- might be know? like an extended version, but still, mm. like you, you would expect. Yeah, the ending was so happen. different. Like, I don't know where that would have ever happened. We should talk about as well, like Vader's lava castle is pretty great. Yeah. Ah, uh, see, I went to the toilet. So you didn't see that bit. I didn't see that bit. Um, that was on. Uh, it was the same planet that he fought Obi Wan. Yeah. I just can't think of the name. Um, and also, just uh, is, it, oh, is it? Oh, is it? My power. It's got um. A strength, I think it's with M or something. But I know what you're talking. I know the the point you're talking about. Uh, and also, just Vader at the end, like maybe the most badass version of Vader we've seen. That's the one, of the best. That's one of my mm. all-time favorite Star Wars moments. Already. Like when he lifts a guy with the Force, just pinning against the roof, just cuts him in half. Yeah. Like, mm. So good. And like you see all these people like, let me out, let me out. And they realize that it's not going to happen. They're like, get this out of here. You've got yeah. to take it quickly. Yeah, um, yeah I, I thought they, that scene was actually important because like Vader is meant to be the, the best villain, also the mo- like, most fearsome villain of all time. But we only ever see him like fight Luke mm. and like, Obi Wan, oh, yeah, and Obi Wan, sorry, and it's like a. We draw. don't see the fear, fear that he instills yeah, in others. Yeah, and, and this way you can see like when um, uh, Tarkin says like we'll we'll take them, Vader can take care of the fleet or something like that, mm. and you see that he can. You just give yeah. one person that mm. task, and he literally just like neutralizes mm. the whole fleet. Um, and what do you guys think of the computer generated uh, characters? Yeah, because there's one moth. It was no, not my moth. It was no, it was Moff Tarkin. I don't Tarkin. He I didn't. That one. He was the old guy who was like in charge at the end, and he looked exactly the same as he did. But the actor's dead. Yeah, Peter Cushing ah. died a long time ago. Yeah, um, I honestly like, I didn't pick up on it until afterwards. I didn't didn't kind of click with me because I haven't seen the original trilogy as much as a lot of other people. Like I was never a Star Wars kid. It took me a while. I think I was 15 when I saw my first Star Wars film. Mm. It was Attack of the Clones. Mm. Um, but like I have seen them all, so like, I didn't pick it up straight away. But I was like, oh, that is kind of cool. And the Carrie Fisher one I thought was quite good as well. Like, I thought yeah. less so. It was a little bit creepy. Well, mm. I was talking to Tina. I was like, I can't tell. Like, did they take old footage or they CGI map her face over someone else? And then, like, yeah, it's a body double. And, like, someone who's kind of like, and they just kind of CGI tweaked it. Um, yeah, it's not perfect, but I thought it was fine. Like, um, we're getting to that point now, I think, in films where you can almost get away with it seamlessly. Like, if you look at... Um, like in Ant-Man when they make Michael Douglas look younger and even Robert Downey Jr. in Civil War like when mm. they made him look younger I was like yeah they're, they're doing really good stuff yeah. like cut to like 10 years ago 
when you look at like Spider-Man 2, I always use this as a reference. See, thing. but this is the thing. That I feel like right now we're like, yeah, yeah, it's really good. And then 10 years in the future, we look back and we go, oh my God, it's so bad. Because when we watched Lord of the Rings, mm. you're like, oh my God, like they did such a good job. Yeah. And then I watched Lord of the Rings a couple oh, of months ago so and it was so bad. Really? Like the green line around them was just oh, like no. so clear. Um, yeah, but... And those elephants. Yeah, the elephants. Oh, yeah. But, like, the one thing I was going to say with, like, Spider-Man is, like, when they're fighting on the train in Spider-Man 2, like, Doc Ock is, like, almost square, like, the way he's drawn and stuff. Like, mm. He looks like a cartoon. <laughs> which I never picked up. It's still a great movie, but, like, when I never picked up until, like, a lot later, it's like, oh, that's rough. But, no, like, I'll watch... I, I don't know. I disagree. Because I'll, like... And it's a little, a little bit different. I'll watch the first Iron Man film, and I still think the CGI in that is almost flawless. Like, it's mm. still, you can tell some stuff... But, like, Robert Downey Jr. has never once worn an Iron Man suit. Like, it's yeah. always CG. So, like, even that first film, I think it looks great. The title screen, like, not so much if you look at the DVD menu, it looks mm-hmm. terrible. But the actual film, like, the thing that matters, I think it looks really good. So, I think we get to that point where it's getting near perfection. But I think it's different when you're CGIing something that's, like, robotic as, as to, to some face. face or something yeah. like that. Yeah, the, the face is obviously the heart. Mm. That's probably the, the final frontier. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, like... Um... But it's getting pretty close. If you even look at video games, like if you look at, like, something like The Last of Us, like it's so photorealistic. Mm. But it's still not quite there. You can definitely tell it's a digital image, but it's getting there. So I think we're very close to getting that kind of visual perfection. So, yeah. Um... No, yeah, I, I loved it. Um, I don't know what else. Uh, I could... How many lightsabers would you give it? I'll ring out of lightsabers? Out of 10. Hmm. Probably a good 7.8 lightsabers. 7.8? Cool. I would give it a 7, because I don't do points. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you guys are being... Harsh? Harsh. Which is funny, because uh, you probably had the most negative things to say about it. I, think I, know, just... I really liked it. I just thought it was sad. I, think I just I... would have liked it to have been happier. So mm. for that reason, I'm going to give it an 8. Sure. Mm. I really liked it. I just wanted it to be a bit happier. I think, um, like, but I've noticed as well, like, this is the third episode we've done this show now, and our scales are all very different. Like, Yeah, I'm always giving 8s. Mm. I give 8s out like there's no tomorrow. Like the cookies. And every time, I, I, <laughs> every time automatically, I think in my head we're doing it out of 5. Mm-hmm. And so then I'm like, oh, wait, I have to, like, figure out what a 5 equals in terms of a 10. Yeah. And there's a very simple math equation that you can do. Double it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's true. We all know I'm not good at math. That um, was a very quick review. I thought we were going to take a lot longer. We're blazing through this episode. So let's hit a new segment we have uh, called Trailer Trash. I don't have a sound effect at the moment, so... Um. <laughs> yeah. I was like, gonna, like eat me eating the chips sounds crunchy, mm. so I was like, gonna do that. Um, now, I have a trailer that I was going to talk about, but is there anything you've seen? I've got one safe for. Oh, I really haven't lately. No, I haven't. Well, you've seen the one that I'm going to bring up right now, Tina. It's a oh. trailer for a little movie called Baywatch. Oh, I haven't oh. seen it. That trailer dropped. Um, oh, we've seen another one. We've seen Boss Baby. Boss Baby. You, want to talk, you can talk about that one yeah, first if you want. About Boss Baby. Alright, so Boss Baby. you seen Boss Baby? No. The trailer for it. I'm gonna look up, look it up now. All right. So basically, it's oh, like God. a kids' movie, and it's about a baby who gets it. adopted. Yeah, I know, right? But the baby is voiced by Alec Baldwin, and that makes it so much better. Yeah, it was actually pretty enjoyable. It actually, like, it was a pretty good trailer, and I was like, you know what? I actually want to see this purely because like Alec Baldwin's voice to this face is like perfect. Is he um, um, is he doing a baby's? No, no voice? he's just talking oh, as okay. himself. Well, that's okay then. Yeah, yeah, that's why. 
It's not like he's like goo goo gaga. And so like <coughs> basically what happens in the trailer yeah, so is that um, um the mum and dad come home with this baby brother and the, the older brother's like um, he's got a briefcase, you know, like, this guy's weird. And the parents are like, no, he's not, he's fine. And then he, the, the baby brother, like, not the baby brother, the older brother catches him doing, like, weird things, like, on conference calls, and <laughs> he has, like, cufflinks and all this yeah. kind of stuff like that. Um, uh, I can't remember what the baby works for. I don't know if it's, it's like, like some sort of CIA organization, organization yeah. or something <laughs> like that. Right. But either way, he's, like, infiltrating the family, and, um... The son is the only one, the brother is the only one that finds out. So you don't really get too much from the trailer, but I just thought that was right. funny. And I like I understand that this is like a really trashy, stupid thing. Like it's probably on par with like Meet the Spartans or Beethoven or one of those movies or Beverly Hills Chihuahua yeah. sort of thing. Like I get that. But I just liked it that it was Alec Baldwin. I thought that was really good. Alec Baldwin is always a win. Yeah. Um, and then the trailer that I watched, yeah, and I, I showed Tim as well. Was the Baywatch trailer, which I was like, I'm going to watch this because it looks awful. It looks like they're giving it the 21 Jump Street treatment. I really like those films. Like, you don't get a whole lot from the trailer. Um, but it's The Rock and Zac Efron, like, saving lives on the beach. Mm. Alexandra Daddario's in it. She's always good. She is always good. Um, so the trailer doesn't give too much. And I had a couple of little chuckles in there. It wasn't a super hilarious trailer. But I think if they go the same route and go for more adult audience, I think we might have actually a... Pretty funny adaptation on our way. That'd be cool, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm the same. I like both of those uh, 21 and 22 Jump Street. Yeah, if they go that route, um, that would make... I think that would like benefit them quite a bit. But I thought it was a really fun trailer, so... And I'm surprised that I enjoyed it. I had just I'm written that off as something I'll never yeah. see, but maybe if it... Yeah. I'll, I'll see it after you. I'll wait for your review. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm still like waiting for another trailer or so, but... Um, but hopefully, yeah. If I go to the, the 21 Jump Street route, I think we're going to be in for a good time. Mm. Mm. Um, I also just wanted to say, um, because I haven't had a forum to say this on. Go for it. Um, Allied. I know Allied is already out. Yes. But the movie the, the movie trailer for Allied with um, um, Marianne Pitt. Coulthard and, oh, and Brad yeah. Pitt. Does anybody else get the feeling that after watching that trailer... You don't need to see the movie because the entire thing is mm. just in the trailer. Well, I still don't know if she's. I did see a really. No, no, long that's the trailer. only thing you don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know everything else that happens except that. So what you got to watch two and a half hours just so you can get the yes, she was a Nazi or no, she wasn't. I'm still interested to see it. Like, I like those two quite a bit. Uh, I, I, I like those two as well. I like the idea of them having a picnic in the Blitz. Like that looks kind of interesting. I don't. I think that's stupid. Not Nobody would do that. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that whole part leading up to <laughs> well, it's true. I feel like that whole part like leading up to um, uh, yeah, what's it called? So like the first whole part, half of the path, half of the trailer, until he figures out whether or not his wife has been a Nazi, and the people are like, oh, you know, you got to find out. Mm. I feel like that whole half of the trailer where they get mar- they they do the shootout and they get married and they have the kid and blah blah blah. blah. It's probably like the first twenty minutes of the film. Mm. Where I would like that to be longer. Yeah. But because the trailer's given so much away, yeah. um, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I I agree with you. I saw, it must have been when I went to see Rogue One, but there's a really long trailer for mm. it in the cinemas, and it's just like, right, so we know that they the first part of the movie, they're going to be this team or whatever, yeah. mm. then she, she, he's going to have to like um, 
kill her or something like yeah. that. And then, it's yeah. basically 1940s Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Mm. My only complaint is that... I feel yeah, like... broke up another marriage. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I, my only thing is I feel like Brad Pitt doesn't need to do any more World War II films. Like, this is like his yeah. third one in like five years. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a little bit longer because in Bastards it was 2009. So, yeah. in, in eight years. Like, he did that and Fury now is doing this. I'm like, mm. look... We I feel like he did something else as well. Like, directed something else that was He's probably something else as well. I'm probably missing something big. But it's not that important. Mm-hmm. Um, was there any other movies you guys needed to review before we move on? I did kind of kept the reviews slim, so I know we tend to go overboard sometimes with the reviews. There's nothing um, that I saw in late December. I can report that I'm still loving Supergirl. That's it. Well, that's <laughs> good, good, also, good. if you're looking for a girlfriend, guys, Supergirl is about to get divorced, so... The girl who plays... Yeah, she's about to become single, so... Let's look up on IMDb and have a look. There was an episode very early on about a little boy who had a crush on Supergirl, and that's how I felt for a while. I'm like, oh, I love Supergirl so much. (laughs) Melissa Benoist. Benoist. Benoit? I don't think it is. I thought it was that as well, but it's been pronounced. 28, and she's already married? She's married for a couple of years. She's married to some dude from Glee. Glee! Feeling again. Oh, is that your crossover? That's the uh, DC crossover. That was my first introduction to Supergirl, and I dug it. Mm. We're almost at the end of season one, and I'm really enjoying it. Is it on Netflix? No. It, uh, it probably will be at some point, because Flash and Arrow have some seasons up there, so... Oh, I'm going to have to queue them up. Mm. To my already, like, four years of content that I've got queued <laughs> up. Now, before we get into it, we have to... We have a few things to talk about. We have to talk about Christmas movies... We're into the Christmas side of the episode now. Mm. Yeah, well, it is December. Christmas songs, <laughs> and... Christmas specials. Should we start with a Christmas question? Mm-hmm. Let me go back to my Christmas quiz. Okay, guys, this first game that I've got for you is a game called Plot Twist. I'm going to read to you four different alternate storylines to movies. I'll tell you each movie and like the changes they're going to make, and you have to tell me which one's real. I don't think I wrote down which one is real, but I should remember. Okay, make sense? No. What if we haven't seen the movie? What does it matter? Like, I'm going to tell you the movie, I'm going to tell you the... Oh, you just the, guess which one. You need to tell me which one you think it is. Is the, okay. is the plot of the movie. Yeah, so like, there's four movies that already exist, mm-hmm. um, and these are all like kind of like first draft storylines. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the first one is Christmas Vacation. Um, in the original script, on his drive home, Clark Griswold encounters a magical force which turns him into Santa Claus for the holidays. That was the original plot mm-hmm. for the first Christmas Vacation. Home Alone, the original one. Harry and Marv were actually supposed to work... Wait, wait, wait. Are you not giving us a choice? Like, don't we just pick... I'm going to read four movies out to you as yeah. I'm doing now. Once I've read all four out, right, you have to tell me which one's the real one. Oh, oh, I oh out of four. four. I thought it was four scenarios for yeah. one movie. No, no, no. Four different movies. For I four thought it was two scenarios for one movie four times. No, no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to run around the house. <laughs> <laughs> four times. Yeah. Okay, okay, do you want to go from the beginning again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please okay, please. so Christmas Vacation. In the original draft... On his drive home, Clark Griswold encounters a magical force which turns him into Santa Claus for the holidays. Right. Second movie, Home Alone. Originally, Harry and Marv were actually working for Kevin's uncle Frank who wanted to rob his brother and kill his nephew Kevin. Mm. Third one, Elf. Will Ferrell was going to play the elf on the shelf who would sit in children's rooms and judge them if they were naughty or nice. Elf on the shelf is like an American mm. thing. Mm. Uh, and the fourth one, The Grinch. In the original Grinch script... The Grinch was going to seduce the mayor of Whoville's wife, have her cheat on her husband. At the end of the film, she was going to give birth to a Grinch baby. Mm, okay, so I immediately rule out number three, Elf, yep. because I think the movie Elf came out before Elf on a Shelf. Elf on a Shelf's been like a 40-year-old tradition. 
Oh, is it? I thought yeah, it was it? a new it's, thing. I thought it was a new no. thing. We're getting in Australia finally. Elfin Shop's been around for a long time. Oh, okay. All right. Ooh. Um, I, don't know, I, that I, I don't know. I still don't. The one about Frank, the tight-ass uncle, wanting to... That's probably the his... most believable but, for me. But just, I don't know if he would want to kill Kevin. Kill Kevin, That's yeah. one And the first one sounds a lot like the Santa Claus. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, I don't really believe number three. Number four, I find that hard to believe that for a kid's movie, mm, the adultery like, part of it. Baby Grinch. Baby Grinch, I, I think, would happen, but not the adultery. Well, that's how like, that's baby pretty... Grinch would happen. Yeah. Well, no. What if Grinch just had sex with somebody else? I guess. Or immaculate Grinchception. <laughs> yeah, Grinchception. Yeah, that's <laughs> Is that right. <laughs> um, but Turn knowing this, five. it's probably that one. I'm going to um, go the Home Alone one. So I'm going to go... One of them is real, the other three I made up. So yeah. One of, so one of them is an actual... It uh, was an actual original idea, but yeah. it yeah. got changed. Okay. Um, I'm just going to go with Home Alone. Okay. I'm going to go with the first one, the Griswolds. Wait, can I ask? The Griswolds, how old is that? The yeah. Christmas Vacation one, I think it's from the... It's either the 80s or the 90s. Was it the first? The Christmas... No, it's so yeah. like it's the third or fourth one. Like. No, okay. Mm. Um... Nah. Nah, I'm going to go Frank. I did want to go Frank, but I also think we should all go for different ones. You can go for someone if you want. Like, no, there's no rules. I'm going to go for the Griswolds. Okay, I can tell you right now, the Grinch was never going to yep. seduce the mm-hmm. mayor's wife. Uh, Will Ferrell was never going to be a creep in children's rooms. Yep. And Clark Griswold was never going to be Santa. Ah, good it job, Nick. Home Alone is wrong. Well, that was the one I did want to go yeah, for. So I sort of it. win as well. So he was going to, um, yeah, apparently he, originally, Harry and Mark were actually working for him. They were going to rob... Explain why his uncle's such a jerk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And kill Kevin. It's like, I, when I heard that, I was like, yep, I, I believe that, yep. Mm. Okay. Yeah, because he's, he's just a freeloader. Yeah, he is. He's going to Paris for free, man. Yeah. Well, and he's angry about it. Yeah, that's right. He's not happy with all this stuff. But in the second one, he was the king of the cool. You remember him singing in the shower? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're cooking, Frankie. <laughs> um, alrighty, so first, now that we've done our first Christ- uh, Christmas game, um, should we talk about our favourite... Do you want to do Christmas Carol first? Or Christmas... Sure, Christmas Carol. Well, I went Christmas song. I, yeah, you I wrote down Carol and song because yeah. I didn't know which one you wanted. Oh, that's fine. You I can do know. either one. Alright, so my favourite Christmas Carol... Did anyone is... have any honourable mentions? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Both of you go. Uh, my favourite Christmas carol is We Three Kings. We nice. Three Kings of Orient. Every time it's covered, I love it. And yeah. every time I hear like an original or like traditional version, I love it. I would say honourable mention to um, Choir of the Bells? Carol of the Bells. Carol of the Bells. Great. Um, but that song. one also doesn't have any lyrics that you can sing along to. It does have lyrics, but they're really, like, yeah. it's a choir, so it's yeah, really hard to right. understand. So I really like We Three Kings, and my favourite is, favourite is, favourite is Christmas song, um, and it was hard because I have a lot of Christmas songs that I like, um, is Merry Christmas Everyone by Slade. We reviewed that recently on a, love. on a particular and podcast. And you guys hate it? No, no, we were... Uh, Nick suggested that as a song to listen to on his podcast, which I guested on last couple of weeks ago. Yep. Actually, hang on a second. I just got to double check something because I feel like my notes did an autocorrect and spelt it wrong. I actually don't think it's Merry Christmas, everyone. I think it's Merry Christmas, everybody. I think 
can tell you. Yes, no, it's everybody. Yeah. Because everyone is a different one, mm. yeah. um, which is okay, Xmas. but it's not. Yeah. It's not Christmas. It's, it's, it's Xmas, Merry yeah. Xmas, everybody. Yeah. Mm. And I just love it because my mum, from a very young age, introduced me to Slade. Mm. And so I've always loved Slade. And then um, when I heard that song, I was like, oh my God, it's amazing. And then when Doctor Who used it and all the specials, I was like, yeah. this is even better. <laughs> so like to me, it's not Christmas unless I hear that song. Merry Christmas. Merry mm. Xmas, everybody by Slade. Nice. So my favorite Christmas song was Merry Xmas, everybody by Slade. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. Yeah. And that's all I had down. Yeah, I didn't really know that many carols. I do mm. like the one uh, that uh, Kevin... McAllister sings in Home Alone, mm. who is like, Christmas time! <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> oh, with the candles. Yeah, that he candles. pushes stars over and stuff. Um, but I don't know what if that's even a song. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, that was it for me. It probably is. Um, my favourite Christmas carol, because I already mentioned as well, Carol of the Bells. Mm. Um, particularly the heavy metal version covered by August Burns Red. Yep. Should I know this song? Like, will I You'll know, know it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the one that Dwight rocks out to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might tag it on the end of the episode so people can enjoy it. the most metal Christmas carol ever. Even the traditional version is so metal. It's just dark and like uses like this really great like minor chords and stuff. And then my honourable mentions are Jingle Bell Rock. I actually, I really like um, and then a bit of an obscure one, a song called The Night Santa Went Crazy by Weirdo Yankovic. Ah. It's all about like Santa who's like fed up with being Santa Claus, so he gets drunk and like kills everyone. <laughs> it's, oh my uh, God. it's pretty fun. I'd love to see a movie version of that one day. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the end of our first Christmas segment, which means it's time for another Christmas Christmas? Christmas, Christmas quiz. Christmas quiz. You've gone Jonathan Ross there. Christmas. Uh, Jonathan Ross. Jonathan Ross. Ross. Okay. My next question on the Christmas <laughs> on the Christmas quiz is about holiday specials, which is actually fitting because that's going to be our next segment as well. Mm. If you guys have any of these in this quiz, it's going to really make it easy for you to answer it. So now I'm going to name four different holiday specials for you. You have to tell me which one of them is the fake one. Star Wars Life Day. Life Day. Yeah. That's what it's called. That's what it's called. Cool. Pokemon Holiday Holiday Hijinks. Mm-hmm. The Flash. A Race with Santa from the 1990 TV show. Mm-hmm. And a Mr. T Christmas. Mr. T Christmas, I think, is real. And I'm pretty sure the Pokemon one is real, Wait, too. Are we naming the, fa- the one fake one? You have to tell me which one's fake. Star I think Wars. the Star Wars one is fake. Because I know that there's a Star Wars Christmas special, and I've seen a bit of it, and I know that Life Day is, like, in it. But it's not called what that. What is Life Day? It's uh, on Chewbacca's home planet. It's oh, okay. like a day... Of celebration. Day, yeah. yeah. I think it's like New Year's Day or mm. Christmas Day. What was the third one again? The Flash, A Race with Santa. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> so I think that the fake one is Star Wars. I think the fake one's Star Wars too. Well, you're both wrong. Oh. The Star Wars holiday special is called Star Wars Life Day. Uh, the Pokemon one is called Holiday Hijinks. The Flash is the fake one. What? Really? It's the fake one. I could have sworn it was just called uh. Star Wars A Holiday Special or something like that. No, it's a Star Wars Life Day. And uh, like... The full title is Star Wars Life Day Holiday Special or something, but yeah. Mm. Oh, there well. you go. Sorry, Tina. No, that's all right. Straight. That's okay. I believed it as well. I was, I was starting to think of like a fake one. I'm like, oh, they'll definitely fall for Flash. Like, <laughs> oh, can I go on about Flash so much but as well? I just don't know anything about Flash. So yeah. It's like, yeah. I was like, a race with Santa sounds like it could be See, something triggered in my head when you said 1990s, and I was yeah. like, that's not right. Yeah, so and then I pushed it out, I go, no. But there is a 1990s Flash TV show. Um, yeah, but like, I feel like Race with Santa would be too lame for 1990s. Mm. I think it would 
be more like 1960s yeah sort of thing like that so then when you said 99 i was like huh and then i was like nah it probably exists yeah Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. you played that very You're not cool. not going to gotch me. <laughs> so if we were keeping points, Nick would be winning 1.0. Yep. But we're not, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. There's no uh, winners. I think Chris, Christmas, losers. Christmas is the winner. <laughs> I thought we stopped recording for a second. We're um we're blazing through this, guys. Normally, like, we'd, we'd still be reviewing movies at this point. We have got 15 movies to talk about later. <laughs> yeah. That's true, we do. Plus 400 honourable mentions. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so the next one that we had uh, was favourite Christmas episode or special. Mm. So, I'd written my list down and then, yesterday, I discovered the Great British Bake Off Christmas Special <laughs> 2016. So, I'm not putting that in there yet, but it is an honourable mention. Nice. Uh, but my favourite Christmas special... I think favourite above all. Like, this is the one, this is my go-to that I'll go to all the time if I want to watch a Christmas special, is the Doctor Who Christmas special with Catherine Tate, The Runaway Bride. Great episode. Absolutely fantastic episode. Like, the one with Billy Piper mm. is pretty good. I like that one, and the Sikorax and all that sort of stuff like that. That's cool. That's a good one. Introduction to David Tennant. That's exactly right. So that one's really good. Um, the Kylie Minogue one on the Titanic is shit. Okay? Like, that's just shit. Um, what other ones are there? There's the Matt Smith one where, um... Oh, we're not even counting Matt Smith. You don't like Matt Smith? Um... We don't, don't so we don't like a writer who likes to Yes, that's show. right. Okay. So, yeah, so that um, that leaves The Runaway Bride and Catherine Tate, and it's just like a great episode because Donna Noble, the character of Donna Noble, is so good. Mm. She's um, the against, against, yeah, against the Doctor. And like that whole season where it was the Donna Doctor, uh, the Doctor Donna, sorry. That was just so good. Mm. And so I really, really like that episode. She's got really good lines in it. Pockets! <laughs> what I was making my wedding dress, the one thing I forgot to tell was give me pockets and all that sort of stuff. So, like, I don't know, just really good episode. Um, and, like, if you watch the whole season with the Dr. Donna, um, that whole episode, the whole Christmas special episode is really integral to that storyline as well. So I like that it's not just a standalone thing. You can watch it by itself if you want to, but also they bring it back into the later season to actually mean something as well. Mm. So that's my favourite oh, one. that's cool. Did you talk about what the episodes are about? Should I? You can if you want. You okay. don't have to. So basically what happens is um, the episode starts with Donna Noble, who's about to get married, and she gets... Uh, have you seen it, Nick? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, she gets transported and she disappears. Yeah. And she gets transported onto the TARDIS. Um, she doesn't know how she got there, and the doctor's like, how the hell did you get onto the TARDIS? We're, you know, we're locked in space and stuff. And she freaks out. She thinks that she's been kidnapped and abducted. Uh, basically, what has happened is um, uh, at the very beginning of the creation of the universe, um, there's this uh, alien species called the Rachnos, which is basically like a giant spider. Mm-hmm. Um, and their web was the major rock that brought in all the other gravitational pull of the rocks to create the center of the Earth, mm-hmm. um, like millions and billions of years ago. And so basically, um, uh, the the Rachnos awake. I can't remember how they awake, which is funny because I watched this episode like only a couple of weeks ago. But uh, the the... 
queen of the Rachnos or princess of the Rachnos or something like that. I can't remember. Um, she she awakes and she wants to um, she wants to. Uh, it's really complicated. Do I have to explain yeah, all of it? Yeah, no, that's fine. She basically wants to bring them back, and she uses Donna, and basically Donna and the Doctor like have to work together as a team. But Donna's like really quite boisterous and. And it ends up being all good. It's way too hard to explain yeah, okay. mm. without going into like explaining what a rachnos is and explaining mm. what huon particles are. I just meant like a basic it synopsis. Gets, so like, like a girl gets yeah, a you can't give wedding. you well, can't yeah. give Doctor Who a basic synopsis. Well, you can like a girl gets abducted on her wedding day, and you know. See, see. No, I was trying to think of the word like antics and sue. Antics. <laughs> is she part yeah, of well, the regulus? She, she becomes a she companion becomes later. A companion, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. she starts like. Ever since like that day, like her life's changed. She starts like trying to track the doctor down and stuff. Mm. Yeah. Um, hit me with your best special, Nick. Saint well, Nick. I was gonna say one thing. I just remembered then. Uh, I I haven't watched him for a little while, but I always used to go back and watch. Uh, you guys ever seen the the big fat quiz of the year? Oh yes, yes we love the big the fat quiz of the year. The new one just came up. It's on YouTube and it's excellent. Oh okay, so I watch it. Yeah, but I reckon I've watched the ones from about two thousand and seven. Yeah, the Goth Detectives. Yeah, the yeah Goth I love the Goth Detectives. So I've watched that probably like what ten times. What if Ouroboros? He ain't even done a rape. Did you ever do a rape? No, um, no, no. But if I did, I'd walk away from the scene of the crime yeah. like this. <laughs> um, so they were always like a good Christmas thing, or maybe not Christmas, but like December yeah, every year kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm going to return to our roots. I was trying to think of my favorite uh, Christmas episode of any show, and um, it's got to be the Yankee Swap. Ah, uh, yeah. Of the office, yeah. Great episode. Yeah. All their Christmas episodes are good, like the Jazz yeah. Christmas. Like it's going to be bad, bad, skeet, What's better than getting, I could either pay this much money to get a whole band. For an hour. Yeah. Or just an upright basis for the whole night. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that episode's really good. I like that Michael Scott brings in the iPod. Uh, it's an iPod, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Ryan, and it just gets swapped around and he and Phyllis makes him that like oven mitt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I hope no one steals the oven mitt. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I didn't want it. Reverse psychology. <laughs> Reverse psychology is a way to trick a person into doing something that you don't want to do. Um, I really like the Christmas special um, where Catherine Tate dresses up as sexy Toby. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that yeah. was a good one. Is that Halloween? Oh, no, you're right. That is a yeah. Halloween episode. Sorry about that. But it, it, that episode's good because it's got like piece. more Jim and Pam stuff. Yeah. You know, gets to the teapot with all that stuff. Mm, yeah, that's, that's, right. not, that's a good episode. Mm. Um, I didn't have any honourable mentions, um, and there are lots of great Christmas episodes, but my absolute favourite Christmas episode currently... Um, I can't remember the name of the title of the episode, but it's the community Christmas episode where they have to replace the Glee Club. Oh, yeah. So Glee, it's a feeling. I think it's in yeah. season three. Yeah. And, like, you find out, like, that the current, like, vocal instructor, like, crashed the bus that all the Glee Club was in because they weren't performing well enough. <laughs> and so they have to fill in, like, they're all, they're like, you know, Glee is stupid, we're never going to, like, join that club. And, like, the evil spirit of Glee starts taking them over. Yeah. And the musical numbers are all really good. Like, yeah. there's this great rap song with Abed and Troy. Yeah. And then, um, Chevy Chase. Baby Boomer Santa. Yeah, Chevy Chase sings this like, 50s rock thing. <laughs> uh, Alison Brie, like, sings this really dopey, like, seductive Christmas song. But it's not sexy. Like, it mm. should be, but because of the way she's behaving, it's not. Uh, and then Britta obviously can't sing, so, so she breaks the magic curse. And oh, stuff. yeah. 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 Uh, Taron Killen from SNL's in it. Like, he plays the instructor. He's really good. Um, it's just so fun. And, like, and makes fun of makes fun of Christmas and 
and Glee, I guess, as well. Yeah. But not in like a, a bad way. It's not like in a mean spirited way. It's just like a fun like. What are regionals? Yeah. Everybody keeps talking about regionals. <laughs> then there's sectionals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's my choice for favorite Christmas episode. Do you have a least favorite episode, a Christmas episode, or special? Oh, I didn't think about that. Oh, I know what yours would be. Yours would be the puppet animated version of Community, I would think. You don't really like that one. What do you mean you the one? Skip it. You mean the, the claymation one? Yeah. I like that episode. It's just, I like when I'm watching a live action series, it, it's just the break. Um, sometimes it's like, oh, I just can't, I'm not really, I don't, don't dislike it. I think it, you've only seen it like once. No, I've seen it a couple of times. It's oh, also okay. really sad. Like that yeah, episode does really make sad. me cry, so. Yeah. Uh, which isn't a surprise because everything <laughs> makes me cry. Mm. Um, even the Flash Christmas episode I actually quite like as yeah. well. Um, I don't know if there's anything I dislike. Like, Charlie Brown Christmas is great. I didn't put that one down, but that's a good one. Mine would be the Titanic Doctor Who one. That one's just a waste of time. Mm. Yeah, I don't really dislike Christmas episodes. I mean, there's so many Simpsons episodes I could have chosen from as well. There's yeah. so many Christmas oh, yeah. episodes. Like, uh, when you said Christmas specials, I didn't even think of The Office or, or other, other... I I didn't think TV shows. Mm. I just thought, what's a Christmas special? Well, yeah. I said episode or special. But, like, you, what yeah. you chose is still an episode. Yeah. yeah. It's still... Um, the have you guys seen the Bill Murray Christmas special? No, I haven't. Yeah, that, that would be my least favorite. Oh, really? Not good. I just because it's you what, didn't like Bill Murray though, as you uh, controversially yeah, announced. I don't remember ever saying that <laughs> in an no. episode of The Dollar Squad. Um, free plug. <laughs> uh, I just had high hopes for it because I thought he had like a good guest cast mm. come on and stuff like that, and it was going to be set in my all-time favorite period of the year, which is like the day or two before Christmas. It never snows here, but mm. when everything shuts down, it's all quiet. Mm. It just feels like you, like you haven't got a care in the world because yeah, Christmas yeah. is still coming up. Mm. Yeah, like yeah. you don't work and stuff like that. And it was just like a waste of time. Nothing didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Mm. It was like the crusty Christmas special. Like, <laughs> yeah, the cake, and like the gr- the Grinch and stuff. Like, what's it? Like, <laughs> what's it? What's it called? It's like goobity goo, <laughs> grumbly grow. I'm coming for you. Yeah, that's right. And the set falls grumbly, apart. Grumbly grow. <laughs> That means, guys, we're about to hit the crux of our our show, the big discussion topic. Before that, I've got one more question for you. Oh, good. Okay. The last one. This is the last mm-hmm. question on the Christmas quiz. Uh, I'm going to actually take this one seriously. You have to name for me. There's four choices here. Which one is the fake Christmas movie? Which one does not exist? Mm-hmm. Okay. And to give you some help, I'm going to give you a kind of like a little description or synopsis of each one because they're all obscure. Yeah. So the first one is called 12 Days of Black Mass. Well, I guess 12 Days of Blackmas. Uh, and it's an evil advent calendar movie. Mm-hmm. The second one is called Mrs. Claw's Army of One. It's the North Pole versus Nazis. Mm-hmm. The third one is called The Hebrew Hammer, and it's about a Jewish superhero. Mm-hmm. And the fourth one is Santa Claus versus the Devil, and it's a psychedelic 70s horror movie. Mm-hmm. So which one is the fake one? The, so others, the other three are real. Can you just go through the names again? Not the... Of course. Black Mass. 12 Days of Black Mass, Mrs. Claus Army of One, The Hebrew Hammer, Santa Claus versus the Devil. I guess The Hebrew Hammer is going to be a Hanukkah movie, but yeah. still. I kind of want to... I want to go with that one, but I think that's too weird for you to have made up. So I feel like that... You know what I mean? Like, if you were just going to make up a random one... Mm. I think you would make up the Mrs. Claus one. Mm. But... So, so I've been wrong on two accounts now. So there's 12 Days of Blackmas. I think that's that sounds like something I've heard before. I feel like that would be... And Hebrew Hammer, I don't think James would make up. I could be wrong, but I just like... Mm. That's too weird a concept. Yeah. Uh, uh, what, I don't think he it? thinks about Jew, Jewish people that often. Yeah. You guys don't think I'm, I'm woke? <laughs> <laughs> I 
That's woke. It's like all these like um, social justice yeah. justice warriors are all about like inclusion and everything. Oh, okay. And like I am definitely about inclusion. I'm very open minded. What was the fourth one again? Santa Claus versus the devil. Yep. And the, the second one. Mrs. What, what happens in Santa Claus versus the Devil? I didn't read this. I didn't like read down like what they were all about. Okay. So that's the one. That's the fake one yeah. to me. Santa Claus versus the Devil is the fake one. I'm going to agree with you again. It's a Black Mass one, 12 Days it? of Black Mass is real. Yep. The Hebrew Hammer is real. Yep. Ten, you know me so well. Mrs. Claus Army 1 is the fake one. You would have been oh, right if you had to stay with me. Oh, no, that's my fault again. Sorry, Tina. Oh, Nick. I'm just you're do- ruining I'm Christmas. Do- I'm doing this on purpose to keep my 1 0 lead. Ruining Christmas. The minute the Nazis enter, you should definitely be like, what are you doing to me on it? I was like, oh, she's going to guess it. But then you are. Uh... Changed. I flip flopped. So next time we do a quiz episode, which won't be New Year's, but maybe. You know what? Maybe we'll do like a Valentine's episode. We can talk about some stuff. Maybe I'll do a quiz then as well. I'll try and get a few more questions in there. Maybe I'll be come questions up with... about our relationships. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah. quiz you both. Yeah. We should play the couple game. The one where you, like, you have to like, write down... Write down the answer, oh, yeah. I'm so, I'm always I'd be worried so about bad it. at that. Yeah, I feel like we'd be bad at it, but we still do it. Because it's not really fair if you have to do the quiz every week, because you never get to answer. But it wouldn't be every week. Oh, not every week, but every time. I, I don't mind, because I, I like doing quizzes or whatever. I just didn't have a lot of time. I was like, I'll just do a couple of questions. But that was fun. I liked making up like fake titles and stuff. Mm. And you guys only, I only got beaten once as well, which is pretty good, so... Mm. Yeah. Call me Quizmaster James. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, don't do that. What's next, QMJ? <laughs> now we're going to go to our top five Christmas movies. I guess we'll start with Tina again. Are uh, we doing, every, like, five, then four, then three? Yeah, yeah the way we always do, do the list. Yeah, okay. Before that, do you have any... Like, so do your honourable mentions, if you have any, and then I jump do not have any honourable mentions. No honourable mentions? I really struggled with this. Yeah, you did. Uh, because I basically don't really watch that many Christmas movies, mm. and I certainly don't really enjoy that many Christmas movies. Oh, God. Um, so, <laughs> I... <laughs> My number five, which you guys are going to love, my number five comes in at number five because this is not something that I watched when I was a little kid. This is something that I literally watched in November or oh, December. This. I think there's going to be a lot of overlapping in this yeah. list. I know what so, it is. Yeah. So, like, um, the reason it comes in at number five is bec- and not something lower is because I've never been exposed to it. <laughs> And really, the only reason I put it in the list is because out of all the other Christmas movies that are not in the list, it's the one that I like the most. So I don't think it really deserves to be in my top five, but it is very good. Uh, And that's Home Alone number one. Number one. Number one. The first one. I think I prefer number one over all of them. Okay. Um, I'm really an Origins person. I really like the original Sort of thing like that. And as you guys know, it's a really good movie. It's just that I never watched it as a kid, and so therefore it doesn't have that nostalgia for me like my number one actually does. But obviously, it's a really good movie. And I only just now have realised why all those Christmas jumpers say Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Yeah. Because I was like, that's really rude. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, why are people walking around with that? Like, why is that a thing now? Mm. And um, now I know why. Mm. <laughs> so that's my number five. So my number five... Do you have any honourable mentions? Um, nah, you know why? Because I was thinking my, one of my honourable mentions would be one you just said, but mm. I think I'm going to package that, yeah. that franchise together. Okay. So um, 
my number five is the Santa Claus. Oh, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen it in quite a long time. Neither have I. It's been Um, a long time since I I do want to go back and watch it, although I don't know how I feel about watching movies like that just in January. I feel like they have to be (laughs) December movies. But it was just, just, as a kid, I just used to love it. You know, it's the dream. Yeah, it's a really good one. Mm. Yeah. Like, if I had watched that again recently and actually remembered it, it probably would come in Mm. at number five for me instead of Home Alone. Yeah. Alrighty. Well,. I uh, am determined to pad out our episodes as long as possible, so I do have some honourable mentions. Oh, go ahead. Um, my honourable mentions, are, there's only three of them. Uh, the first one is a 1974 movie called Black Christmas. Yeah. It's the original slasher film. It predates Halloween by four years. And it's all about this um, serial killer who invades and murders a whole bunch of sorority girls on college campus around Christmas time. Um, super dark, which is why it's not like one of my favourite movies. Uh, for that time of year, but like it's also got Margaret Kidder, who played Lo- uh, Lois Lane in the Superman movie, um, and it's like it's just like historically, I think it's like a cool like movie to have in there because the what, what was it called? Sorry, Black Christmas. Oh, so I'm just looking it up as you do it. The 1974 version. Um, the second one in my honorable mentions has been mentioned already. Home Alone one. Mm-hmm. I rewatched all the first three Home Alone movies around Christmas time. And what I learned from watching them is that number one is, is a good film, but it has some problems, and you can tell it was more like the blueprints for what was to come. Like, because mm. two is kind of a remake of one in many ways, all the same jokes. But one, it, just, it doesn't age as well because it's not shot very well. And what I've learned is, like, Kevin doesn't deserve anything that happens to him. <laughs> like, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, no, I understand. Like, the parents are right. And then I watched it, I'm like, no way. Like, they mellow out a little bit in the second film, um, but the first movie, he's just treated like an animal yeah like a filthy animal uh, but still got some great moments like when he steals a toothbrush by mistake and he's like I'm a criminal and, all that <laughs> yeah, that's uh, cool. and the repeated uh, aftershave joke is great uh, and then the final one on my honourable mentions is another movie we watched first time I watched it in probably like 15 years always thought it was kind of dopey but really enjoyed it when we rewatched it and that's the 1994 remake of Miracle on 34th Street you enjoyed that yeah I did in which David Attenborough I fell plays asleep. not David Attenborough Richard Richard Attenborough plays Santa yeah. Claus and that was the main reason why I enjoyed it so much he's so delightful in that did, role did they spare it's any good, expense but... it's Jesse Parker I know I got it um, well, that's why it's an honourable mention it's not in my top five yeah. is Dylan McDermott a villain no he's he's actually like one like, Probably the main hero in it, like yeah, he's the one who like um, defends Santa. Oh, he's a good Santa. He he's a great me Santa. Of, Very kind. Um, Dylan McDermott in that movie reminds me of Rob Kardashian, the lawyer for O.J. Simpson's trial, and that's all I could think while watching it. Do you know what's funny? Because besides he does, falling he does, asleep, he does play that role in the TV show. That, that must have been what it, be, it was then, because I honestly, I thought it was David Schwimmer who played that role. Oh, maybe it, it is, David but it is they look, they look very similar. Yeah, exactly. So I, I was like, all I could say, and because he was wearing that 80 suit, because he was wearing that 80 suit, <laughs> I was just thinking O.J. Simpson trial, mm. O.J. Simpson trial, O.J. Simpson trial. But uh, yeah, I quite enjoyed it. But my number five movie of my top five Christmas movies is Home Alone 3, which I really like, and I think it's an underrated film. Like, it's got a very low IMDb score, and I've actually watched it a couple of times over the holidays because my family wanted to watch it as well. Um, It's the first departure from uh, Macaulay Culkin, but I think the kid is actually a better actor than Macaulay Culkin. Like, you can tell he's been, like, he's on a couple of movies. Like, he's actually kind of believable in his performance. 
Um, the villains aren't a couple of bank uh, like bank robbers or anything anymore. They're Where in- is Mr. Jernigan? They're international terrorists. See, that's what I didn't like. I just didn't like. Yeah, that's the part it, of the story that I really like. It becomes less believable then that a little kid could trick. Like there was something endearing mm. about the fact that Harry and Marv, aka the Wet Bandits, soon to become the Sticky Bandits. Yeah, um, you know, or in the first one, yeah. say when they yeah. are like. That they're sort of unprepared for this kid who can actually defend his house, yeah. and I suppose the second one, you know, it's like fool me once, shame on you, fool me yeah. twice, blah blah. Um, but and like another thing people don't know is like three is written by um, uh, John Hughes. Like he wrote the first three movies. Like he wrote the third one as well. It's also one of the very first films appearances of Scarlett Johansson. Um, really? Yeah, she plays his old sister. Um, huh. But um, yeah, I think a lot of the gags are <laughs> just so cool. Backwards cap. <laughs> Uh, I think, like, some of the um, traps were a lot more violent. Like, you definitely, like, how do people survive these? Yeah. Um, but no, I enjoyed it. That's my number five. Cool. Tina's falling asleep. It's not even night time. Yeah. <laughs> so, Tina, number four. My number four is... I don't know if it should come in at number four. Uh, I reckon it should come higher. But, looking at my other ones... I'm going to put it at number four. So, it is Love Actually. Love Actually. Yes. That is low. Slow, I know, mm. um, but I love it. I reckon it's not Christmas until I watch Love Actually. Great um, I just think it's really funny. I just love how it's like a big ensemble cast. Um, I don't like how it was the precedence for films then like New Year's Eve and all yeah. that sort of yeah, stuff like that and Valentine's Day. Day. But um, I really like this one. I love everybody in it. They're all really good. And it's just a classic. It's just become a classic, and it's really, really good. And the soundtrack is awesome. Really good soundtrack. Mm. Christmas. And because obviously, because it's set in London. Yeah, of course. You know, I'm in London at Christmas time. Oh, it's like my dream come true. So, yep. I like. This is gonna be controversial. I like storylines within that movie. So mm. Liam Neeson. Yeah, cool. yes. he's got the heartbreak and stuff. Yeah. Cold Love God of Sex. Yeah, I love the dude who goes <laughs> yeah, to, America. to America with a backpack, chocolate block full of yes. condoms. Um, and then he meets up with, up with January Jones over there. Yeah. Um, who else? The drummer boy. That's. But I hate that little kid. Oh, I, hate, I hate the little kid. Oh, yeah. Jojen. His, his little girlfriend. Yeah, I don't like his Do girlfriend. Do you hate him in Game of Thrones as well? No, no he's cool in that. <laughs> Did you hate him in Nanny McPhee? I haven't seen it. Yeah, neither have I. Um, no, it's not, it's not him. It's just that storyline of him. Mm. Trying to impress the girl, and I hate yeah. it when she sings. Yeah. All I want for Christmas is, is you. you, and, and she you. points and at him and, and he smiles, and then she points at someone, other people. Points at someone else, and he's like, yes, "See, he's, I understand he's that." As a girl, as a girl, I understand that because she's she's gotten the balls to do that, and then all of a sudden she's gone, oh, like and chickened out at the last second, mm. and then gone to all the other people, yeah. and that's so like something that I would have done. So mm. I understand that. I hate. I hate the Hugh. I like. I am a Hugh Grant fan. Yeah. Like oh, I love his Hugh Grant early stuff. So like, um, I, I don't mean his really early stuff. Probably in the early nineties, but like Notting Hill. Mm. I love that film. Uh, all that kind of stuff. But they took a really like a sickly sweet version of him mm. to be the prime minister. Like the bit when he's dancing and she mm. catches. I him like dancing. that bit. <laughs> nah, it's, just, it's too tacky. What about his um his press conference when he like denounces America and stuff? Yeah. And David Beckham's left foot. David Beckham's yeah. right foot. Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry yeah. Potter. Um, and like when they he's kissing, it's like he's kissing her and then the mm. the curtain falls oh, down yeah, and he's yeah. just like, 
Uh, right. I like the kid in the octopus thing. Uh, I like when um, the girl. Oh, yeah, I know it's fair. Yeah. yeah. But they're, knocking, they're trying to find. They're trying to find the girl. He's knocking all the doors. And they're like, are you singing carols? Yeah. And the kids like dancing. Yeah, it's like, good King Winsless went to town. And the kids are like dancing <laughs> yeah. like that. Oh, uh, so that's such a real moment though. Yeah, that's it how is. kids would behave. It really um, is. And I like, Out of all my like, carols Rick, to sing. Rick Grimes before he saw some shit. Oh, Andrew Lincoln, yeah. yeah. Falling Which, in love with, who's that one? He's the one that falls in love with Kira Knightley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's, see, tell, that storyline is the one that I like the least. It's pretty weak, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's about it. Oh, and. I really like the Alan Rickman and yeah. Emma Thompson. What's great about it is it's not a traditional love story. They break it. They're like, hey, this guy like maybe cheated on his wife. Yeah. Like, mm. And by the end of it, it's still ambiguous. Like, every time I watch it, I'm still like, oh, wait, are they together again? Or yeah. like, what's going and on? And did he cheat on and his wife? Or did he just buy the girl a necklace? When um, she sees the necklace or whatever, and then mm. she opens the, the CD. CD. Yeah. yeah. That, that's a great moment. And then she's like, oh, God. Let's yeah. go, and, yeah, go yeah. and it's just like oh, that's uh, such a real parenting moment. Also, the um, uh, the Colin Firth storyline I really like. Like his wife, his uh, wife yeah, cheats on one, him, yeah. and then he goes to Spain or something. Oh, sorry, it's just his girlfriend. You know what? I'm I've just completely in my head like combined him and Liam Neeson. So Liam yeah. Neeson's wife died. Yeah, yeah. and his and, wife cheated. Yeah, not wife, him. girlfriend. Girlfriend, yeah, he falls in love with the Portuguese. Yeah. That was got some great moments, like when he realizes he has to go after us. He just like businessman drops the presents on his leave, and you see, I hate hey, Uncle, Uncle Jamie. Jamie. <laughs> yeah. um, and then like he's talking to, he's like he's trying to learn a language. He's terrible mm. at it. Yeah. And like the dad's referring to like the fat door of Miss Dunkin Donuts. And stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. So I would say I like sixty percent of the storyline. Mm. Um, so, but yeah, there's just somewhere. Oh, and Bill Nye is the yeah. rock star. Yeah. Great. And I do like that ending where he figures out that he'd rather just be yeah, with his mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but when I think of, unfortunately, when I think of Love Actually, I think of the kid playing drums getting yeah. angry because <laughs> she pointed at someone else. Uh, also, like there's, a, like, there's a fun gag in it, but it's so unrealistic. Like when he puts it <laughs> in, he, he writes on his door, like, I'm not hungry. Mm. And then his dad walks up and then like later it says, I said I'm not hungry. It's like... Like, if you had the time to, like, set up a second gag, like, yeah. you could have had something to eat. Like, yeah. um, and the other thing, the probably the unsung hero of the show, it's like a five-minute scene, maybe less, Rowan Atkinson, Rowan Atkinson as the jewelry yeah. store clerk. It's oh, not a yeah. bag, sir. So much more than a bag. <laughs> Promptissimo. Oh, that's right. And he, like, flashes of flashes. <laughs> and he, like, fills it with all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. pop yeah. yeah. through it like in yogurt. yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a great choice. Um, uh, I would put that higher, I would think, but... Or still, I mean, four still commendable. Well, when you see my other ones, okay, except for number a, one, you won't, you won't agree with number yeah, one. Yeah, it's such a good movie. God, I want to put it in mine now, even though I hate that kid. <laughs> uh, so number four, Nick, uh, is Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon is a Christmas yeah, a lot movie. Of people don't. I actually mm. anything only, Shane Black is Christmas. Like I, I had to Google, you know, like you know, best Christmas movies to mm. find my list, but uh, you realise that it is around um, yeah. Christmas, and it's like. Uh, I like how tragic it is because it's mm. it sets up a lot of future cliches <laughs> um, for cop movies and mm. stuff. But if you can uh, go back and watch with fresh eyes, it's such a good movie. Yeah, I, I haven't. I don't think I've seen the whole of it. No, we have I watched it. I, remember, I, I talked it up so much. I was like, "This is a great movie. Like, you love it." And Mel Gibson is charismatic in it, but boy, he can't hold down an accent. No, like, he, he's, it yeah. jumps around. But like, there's some good stuff, like the Three Stooges bit where he jumps out of the truck full of Christmas trees. He's like, whoa, whoa, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and the fight, like the most unrealistic thing at the end when they go to arrest Gary Busey. Yeah. And it's like, you gotta let him fight it out. Yeah, that's right. Like, Why would they just arrest <laughs> yeah. him? Like, I know, there's like, like the stakes are so high. Like, they've caught him, the police mm. have surrounded him, but they're gonna let him fight, like, hand to hand in the rain or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I should really, I didn't put it on, but I guess like a couple of honorable mentions for me would be Iron Man 3 and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, like another two great Christmas movies. Mm. Like, um, so I didn't put them See, in. to me, I don't, I don't count those as Christmas movies. Yeah. I know that they're set at Christmas time and mm. they have Christmas themes, but I don't count them as Christmas movies, gonna which is going to be controversial <laughs> considering what my next one is. Okay, there we go. Um, but yeah, let's them good. I just, yeah, it's just not my favourite of the Shane Black films, like... Who's, I don't really know. He so he wrote that, and he also did. He wrote Die Hard. He wrote mm. Iron Man Three, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Okay. Um, Predator. Get to the chopper. Get, Get to, to the, the chopper. Two not very good Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, so that was me for number four. My number four, and now I'm questioning because I missed out on movies like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh, my number four Christmas movie is another horror film. Uh, only came out about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, starring Adam Scott and Tony Collette called Krampus. Uh, and spelled with a K, is K- it? Spelled with a K. And so the Krampus is like this um, Scandinavian uh, kind of Christmas figure. And so Christmas, like at Christmas time in their kind of myths, Santa or Saint Nick comes and drops presents off for the children. But all the naughty children, the Krampus comes, steals them from their homes... And I turns them into slaves. Oh, Jesus. Can I just interrupt for Go a second for and say, how did we miss the, um, oh, what's it called? The the office special where Dwight dresses up as... Uh, Belschnickel? Belschnickel! Oh, Belschnickel! Oh, okay. Yep, sorry. Just um, going to interrupt no, and put great, that little bit in. It's a great in. moment. Like, yeah. I'm talking about as well. Uh, so Krampus, like, it's, it's, it's dark, but still funny. Like, David Keckner's in it as well. Yeah. Um, who's... Uh, Michael Scott's best friend in the office um, and it's got like a really like different ending like an ending I didn't expect I thought it was really ballsy I think the only thing that would make it better is if they had have gone to make an adult horror film like it was an American PG-13 so like anyone could kind of go and see it uh, I think they had it committed and made it just, like a full-fledged horror film it would have been even better but I still really dig it and it's got some really creepy moments and it's Christmas so that's number mm. four mm. alright number, number three so so many bad guys. <laughs> now, um, I have my original number three. If you don't agree with it, I've got the second number well, three. What's yours? So yeah, yeah, I know, so but still. Disagree for so, sure. So, <laughs> because you guys have put Lethal Weapon and, and which I don't, I don't consider them Christmas movies. Yeah. I consider well, them action movies. I guess they're movies. set at. I suppose the difference is: yes. is it about Christmas or set at Christmas? Yes. Mm. See, now this is neither about mm. Christmas nor set at Christmas, but... It's The Wizard of Oz. It's the movie that I associate, associate with sure. Christmas. Okay. That's okay. Because it's the movie, like much like Ted Mosby and Star Wars, he mm. watches that movie whenever he's sick and blah, blah, blah. It's the movie that I always watch total in order to make me feel better. And that is the one and only Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Mm. And that Christmas whole moment... There's definitely a big Christmas scene, Exactly, there, there yeah, is, like, see? Hagrid's and that whole Christmas stuff... Yeah, Um, that whole Christmas stuff like really is such a beautiful part Mm. of the movie, and it's really poignant. It's really sad for Harry because you know his Christmas without his family Mm. and the mirror of Erised and all that sort of stuff like that. So that's what I've got as my number three. I would say I would I'll give you it because like if you read that like that chapter in the book in particular, like it's Mm. heavy on the Christmas and it really makes it a Christmas. Moment, I guess. Yes, that's right. And what even was though your I understand, alternate, that, just my alternate was Elf. 
because okay. to me that's actually a Christmas that is a movie, movie. Yeah, 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 sort yeah, of thing like that. Um, and it's really, yeah, <laughs> it's really funny. And I went, I travelled over the bubblegum drops and all this kind of stuff like that. I went through the peppermint forest. Um, so yeah, so that's my number three, Harry Controversial Potter. Controversial Christmas choice, but we'll award it because yep. it's Christmas. In I can Potter. justify that's right. Uh, my third is... I'm going to switch mine. So my old number two is now number three is Die Hard 1. Die Hard 1. Ho, ho, ho. Mm. Now I have a machine gun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Great Christmas movie. Just great movie. Just great. It's just, I mean, uh, Alan Rickman is one of the great villains. And that's like his first big role as well. Yeah. Just like so suave. Mm. You know you're a good villain when people are like rooting for you to win. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, I love when he switches on the roof and he goes with his American accent. like, yeah. oh my God, what's going on down there? Yeah. Like, uh, I love that little like classic, like, uh, I suppose, is it 80s now? Yeah, it is. I, like when like all it took was uh, John McClane and like, he, like, you know, the black cop who he talks to on the radio yeah, yeah. like twice and they're like best buddies, you know, yeah, I mean? yeah, like, yeah. just buddy cops. Also has uh, that very famous Run DMC Christmas and Hollis song. Yeah, you know? yeah. Which I only started to like. I've only heard that song recently. Yeah, good song. Everywhere now. Yeah, it's cool. Um, sorry, it's your go. I should let you speak. No, no, no. That was pretty much I think there's nothing new I can add to mm. Die Hard. Um, it's definitely like, for anyone who is kind of like, yeah, it's not a Christmas movie. Like, it totally yeah, is. Yeah, like set at a Christmas party. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, and you've got that like annoying cokehead guy in the office who tries yeah. to like get hit on his, his, oh, yeah, yeah. Hit on his wife and also like, like schmooze up to the... Um, to the, Hans Gruber? Yeah. Uh, and you've got like uh, Bruce Willis just getting so like sweaty and dirty and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> no shoes, like cutting yeah. a bit on glass. There's that, and they've just got the wonderful product of the age, which is the generic European like henchmen. Yeah, they've all got long, long blonde, blonde hair, hair yeah. and machine guns, yeah. <laughs> and like uh, big coats. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's um, it's great. Yeah, so, number three. Uh, my number three is uh. I'm sure we'll come up again at some point. Is Home Alone two, Lost in New York, mm, which to me I think so. is uh, to me I think is the best of the Home Alone films. Like we were, as we watched the first three, like just recently, and like it's just as good as the first one is. They, like they take the gags and they improve on them mm. as well. Like they don't just. The only problem with two that I have is that stupid Pigeon. bird Bird-like. woman story. Don't care for it. If they had got old man Marley in there somehow, yeah. like he's the best. Like he's like a really great member of the first one. Um, that and oh, Buzz, your girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like you've got Tim Curry in it, who's great. Yes. Uh, Rob Schneider is really good. There's that excellent mm-hmm. moment in the hotel room where he's like, "You were making out with everybody." Yeah. Stan or and the guy's uh, like, yeah, it's no. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cliff, that is Cliff. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just Donald every, Trump. Donald Trump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Duncan's toy chair. So that guy's really lovely in it. Yeah. Um, and Harry and Marv like on their game. Yeah, some, they gr- are, yeah. some great stuff. The toy, like the tool chest falling down and breaking the nose. <laughs> yeah. and stuff. How was the sound? <laughs> the yeah. the bricks. The bri- oh, oh, the bricks thing. Uh, Marv getting electrocuted and turning into a skeleton and yeah. then back again. That dude has the best like painful scream yeah. in the world. The, oh! <laughs> the line, Harry, I've reached the top. <laughs> One of the all-time great moments. Why are they dipping in kerosene? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, everything about it, like except for that bird lady. Like I just yeah, she... see my thing is everything about it except for the bird lady and the f- breaking of the fourth wall. I uh, hate, yeah. I hate Where that like... waking up and then the we did it again, yeah. and then the scream towards the camera. Or like that's what pushed me to do number one instead of number two. Uh, oh, the other one, the other thing is that I like, it's like 
my parents are in Florida and yeah, I'm I mean, in New York. Yeah. The, the yeah. eyebrow raise. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and again, you can tell because he's not, and he doesn't seem like he's really an actor there, which is why I really like Alex Dillins, who's mm. the third one, who actually does like, get like really, again, like I can't, because it's not like really great performance. Yeah. Like, and like he has that same kind of adult dialogue. So if you listen to Kevin McAllister talk, like even though he does sound like a kid, he has some lines that are definitely more adult or whatever. Mm. Um, but like uh, like the kid Alex who plays Alex actually in the third one, like when he's talking to like the neighbors, like I'm gonna be late for dinner and like you know it's really cold and all this sort of stuff. But, like it just I don't know what it is. He's yeah. just so good in it. I um, but, the other thing that made me choose number one and not number two is. Um, number one, I really felt it wasn't Kevin's fault that he got left behind. Number two, I was like, if you didn't put those batteries in the yeah. camcorder then, if you just waited in the plane like any normal person, this whole thing wouldn't have happened. Yeah, number two, he's definitely way more accountable. Yeah, like, exactly. So that's um, what pissed... That's what, like, the second that that happened, I was like, I'm angry now. Yeah. I'm angry for the rest of the movie. Uh, number two also has that great moment that we were talking about before with the candles and he pushes Buzz... And yeah. then the wooden tree falls yeah. on the other yeah. <laughs> That one's funny. Uh, great movie. Mm. Tina, you got number two. Number two is something that I grew up with and um, was a massive fan of during my formative years. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Use of formative yeah. years? Sure. Yeah, that's weird. Um, yeah. And that is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, it's not even on my list. That's a great movie. Nightmare Before Christmas is such a good movie. It's beautiful songs. Um, absolutely love it. Had a lot of Jack Skellington stuff, like had figurines and stuff. I remember one Christmas, uh, Mum got me uh, a Jack Skellington figurine that had all of his heads, mm. and you could like pull off his head and replace it. And so I just sat there humming, like this, this is, is Halloween, Halloween. This, this is Halloween. <laughs> and my brother's sitting opposite me, and he's seeing me pull off all the heads and stick them on. And he goes, "This is the creepiest thing I've ever <laughs> seen you done." Because I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like great. I just, mm. I just love it. I love all the songs. It's a classic. And also, a little known fact: not directed by Tim Burton, isn't it? No, I thought it was. He wrote the story, but he did not direct it. There you go. So that's my little. Oh, I haven't seen it. It's really worth checking out. Like, really, really fun. So it's mm. animation, claymation, yeah. animation. Okay, cool. Which is where Tim Burton, although he didn't direct it, like he had a lot of influence on it. Like where he really shines, like that and Corpse Bride is some of his yeah, best work. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and Frank and Weenie, which I haven't seen, but apparently mm. is wonderful. So basically, what happens is that um, all the all of the holidays live in their own individual towns, and they don't know anything outside of their world. Um, so Jack is uh, lives in Halloween Town, and so it's Halloween. Or pretty much every day, mm. but they all build towards the 31st of, of mm. October and they have a big celebration. That's their version of Life Day. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. And he's, um, he, little known to them, he's all sort of uh, depressed because he's like, there's got to be more to life than just scaring people and stuff. So as he goes through a wander through the woods, he comes across like a circle of trees and each tree has a door to a different holiday. So there's like turkey and then there's oh, a yeah. St. Patrick's thing and he sees the Christmas one and he goes to this Christmas world and he's just like amazed by all this Christmas stuff so he tries to replicate it back in Halloween Town yeah. but because everything's naturally dark and dead like they're decorating trees with skeletons and stuff yeah. like that um, and then he ends up becoming like a Santa Claus type figure and it's really really good all it's right. really good Kidnap the Sandy Claus is a great yeah. song as well Oogie Boogie Sandy Claus um, actually, I want to watch that now. It's been a long, long time since I watched yeah. it. Yeah, it's a good movie. Dos. Okay. MS uh, Dos. Thank you. 
I'm going to actually do another switch up purely because there's nothing more I could say. My number one was going to be Home Alone 2. Yeah. But I just, I just don't see the point. My top two one. have been mentioned already, so... Yeah, uh, okay. Um, so I've really struggled with this list. I had like I a bit of a hard time. Well, Home Alone 2 probably is my go-to mm. Christmas movie. I'll put it at two because my number one, I actually want to have something to say. Mm. And we've already done Home Alone um, 2. But yeah, I mean, I just I think it's like... You, you're pretty much spot on. It like amps up all the good stuff from the first one. Mm. Um, except for the pigeon... <laughs> Lady so who gets awful. a dove. Um, Actually, can I say one more thing about Home Alone 2? Like, and even one a little bit, but especially too, John Williams has the score in that movie, and it's so yeah, it's great. Good. Like, the whole, like, preparing for battle montage, where they yeah. take Carol of the Bells and turn to, like, a war anthem. Mm. Like, so good. So I just want to, like, people, like, don't really give credit to, like, people behind the scenes enough, and it's beautiful. Yeah. Like, it's so good. Um, yeah, but uh, the last, sort of, half an hour of the film, when they do all the, the stunts. The trucks, yeah. Yeah, that's... It's pure comedy gold. So yeah, go on. What's your number two? Oh, you don't have a number two? No, no I'm just going to I'm make, gonna make that, that number two. Number two. Mm. Uh, my number two is one we talked about earlier. It's Love Actually. Oh, really? Um, yeah. For me, I love Love Actually. It's the only romantic comedy that I like. Really? Only yeah. one? I, don't, I think so. Like, as much as I think about it, like, I'm sure I'm probably missing it. You should watch the Daniel Radcliffe one. What if... I really want to say that. That's yeah. actually really good. Um, but that seems to be more like, kind of like an indie film. Like, it's not specifically one genre or whatever. Um... But uh, no, Love Actually, I think, is almost perfect. Um, we we already covered kind of everything in already, but just everyone's firing on all cylinders. I don't mind the little kid as much as you seem to hate him for his one moment. Although that love story, I, I do feel like that storm too does take over towards the end. What about the airport? Where yeah, that's what I was about to say, like, but it does take over. Liam Neeson rushes his kid to an airport <laughs> yeah. to declare his love for another 10-year-old girl. <laughs> like, it's rough. <laughs> like, I did say it was the best part, and I did say it does take over towards the end a little bit. But, um... No, I think everyone's still like on firing on all cylinders. Like everyone's performances are immaculate. Like everyone's doing the best they can. So, um, uh, the Christmas movie I think you can kind of watch all year round. So the ones that I could watch at any time of the year. Like mm. I think it's really well done. Um, that's all I have to say. Unfortunately, yeah. Cool. Number so one. So I'm Tina. going on to my number one. So my number one is a movie that um, I watched every single Christmas morning for maybe like ten years until it got taken off TV. And so this just means Christmas to me. Mm. So every morning I'd wake up, I'd run downstairs, and I'd sit and I'd watch this movie. Um, and it's something that is not very popular. Not a lot of people know about it, um, especially if you're outside of the UK. And it is The Snowman. Have you heard of The Snowman? I have heard of it, yeah. yeah. Mm. Look it up now. So The Snowman is this beautiful... Uh, completely 100, I think it's almost 100% no dialogue film. It only goes for 27 minutes. It's neither of those I looked at. That's the re, that's the redo of it. Okay. But it's just The Snowman. So it came out in like the 80s. I've yeah. got it here on Wikipedia. It came out, um, its original release was Boxing Day 1982. And it only goes for 27 minutes, so you could argue that it's not a movie and that mm. it's an episode. Um, but yeah, so basically it's the most beautiful thing because it's got no dialogue and it's all music that's sung by carolers, sort of thing like that. Um, so the basic story is that um, a little boy built on Christmas Eve, he builds a snowman mm. and then the snowman comes to life and takes him on a trip to the North Pole and he yeah. meets Santa. But, if I remember correctly, because it's been years since I've seen this, Mr. Snowman melts. Oh my god. And it's like the most yeah, heart-breaking mm. moment 
ever. It is like so just like you get so distraught. Um, and yeah, it's just beautiful. It's based on this um, book, um, this picture book, which was like from the 70s. Um, and it doesn't have any words in it either. And it's just like beautiful because like um, he takes the snowman, takes him to a snowman's ball and there's all these other snowmen there yeah. and snow women and they all dance and have fun and they and, he, and the snowman can fly really sort of thing yeah. like that so he like flies across the land and everything oh it was just the best it was just like <laughs> wonderfully magical so that's my number one that's you cool. have some like obscure ones yeah that's mm. a cool one. you have some good stuff one. in there like <clears throat> you're gonna be disappointed with my number one <laughs> i'm hoping you guys haven't seen you might have seen the cover of my number one but it's called the ref I don't know this one. Okay, so it's got um, starring Kevin Spacey, uh, Judy Davis. Judy yeah, Davis? she's Australian actress. She's Australian, yeah. 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 She's uh, in The Men Who God. Yes, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, and also um, Dennis Leary. Okay, yep. The and voice of the Sabretooth Tiger and Ice Age. I haven't seen it, but yes. And Captain Stacey in Amazing Spider-Man. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and he's like a jewel thief. Mm. They live in some sort of quite wealthy suburb. And he, it's Christmas Eve, and he tries to rob this mansion, and it doesn't go well. Like he, the alarm goes off, and he gets chased by their dog. Um, and he, like, just ju- they're stopped at some lights, and he jumps in their car. Uh, so Kevin Spacey and Judy Davis, and they're like this arguing. They're on like the edge of a divorce. They're just mm. always bickering. Um, and he, at gunpoint, he's like, "All right, take them back to your house." But they're about to like host a dinner party, so he mm. pretends like. Like he ties up their son upstairs, and he pretends um, that he's uh, their marriage counselor. Oh, okay. While the dinner party goes on, yeah. Um, and yeah, as the the police sort of close in, it's actually more hardcore than most yeah. Christmas yeah, movies. It sounds, like, yeah, sounds really good. A bit of swearing and stuff like that. So I definitely recommend it. I've got. I yeah. can bring the DVD mm. next time I come around if you want. Sounds great. Or you can get an iTunes download. What was um, it called again? The, the ref. ref. The ref. I'll show you what it looks like just while I'm talking on. Uh, on IMDb, but yeah, I really recommend it. It's really short as well. It's barely feature length, so it's not like a big commitment for, mm. you know, it's uh, 136 minutes, so an hour and a half. Yeah. Mm. Um, so that's, yeah, what it looks like. But yeah, very funny. Um, no one's really heard of it. I just read here the film debut of J.K. Simmons. And yes, J.K. Simmons is in it. It's in black and white. No, no I think it's just an oh. image grab. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my... It was, it's probably my second favourite, but mm. just because everyone... Like, Home Alone 2 is just like... Yeah. I just remember, like, a bunch more that we didn't mention. Like, Muppet Christmas Carol is great. Yeah. And, like, yeah. The Night Before I just watched recently, and I really like that as well. Uh, but my number one... And again, like, I don't really have set top five lists. Like, uh, every time we record, I'm like, yeah, like, kind of. Uh, I went with a classic. We've already talked about it. Uh, Die Hard. Yeah. Great Christmas movie. Can't beat it, really. Mm. So good. Yeah. So, so good. So where do you stand on the second and third, and we'll... We'll omit Die Hard 4.0 and Die Hard, whatever the new one was, but 2 and 3, I would think, are the originals, you know what I mean? Um, well, I'll say this, I don't like 2. It's been a long time since I've watched it, so I need to give it a go, but I really was disappointed by 2, especially because that film is so circumstantial. Like, if he just hadn't rocked up, like, things would be completely different, really. Yeah. 3, I really like, um, even though, like, it's a little, it's kind of like, well, it's his brother. Like, it's yeah. like, Hans Gruber's brother. I don't mind. I think it's great. And the use of, like, the ants go marching in the score and stuff, I think it's really good. Uh, and Sam Jackson is always a yeah. win. Uh, and I actually really like 4 as well. 4.0. I didn't yeah. like that one. Yeah. But, yeah. Tim Oliphant is great. He's a great villain. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to hijack. But no, no. Did you have anything, any notes on Die Hard 1 you want to add? We've kind of covered it. I mean, it's just, it's just really good. Mm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? 
you get a lot of like the Bruce Willis like shooting like you know how he's like got that face he does when he shoots yeah but um constantly like the handgun taped to his back yeah Bless you. Thank you. Bless you. God bless you, James. God blesses everyone. That was a little Christmas reference. Uh, Christmas was it? Kind of reference. Oh, uh, yeah, awesome. Um, that is the quickest we've ever gone through a list. In fact, it's quickest we've done on any show. We're way below our normal time, which is kind of nice. Well, you know, it is uh, December the 23rd, Christmas Eve tomorrow. <laughs> and uh, we've all got a lot to do still. We do. Hang up the stockings and. Put out the milk and cookies. Stoke the fires. We've got to roast our chestnuts. It is toasty in here, guys. That fire's crackling nicely, yeah. I will say. Yeah, it's but it's like 36 degrees <laughs> outside because of the fire. <laughs> That's all right, well, Where do you stand on... Obviously, like, like living in Australia, but to me, it's a no-brainer. I would choose to have winter over Christmas every year. Oh, Love absolutely. To. White Christmas is the dream. Mm. There you go. Uh, now you can really hear that fire going. Ah. <laughs> don't, don't get, get too, too close, close. <laughs> oh um, you guys I've only had w- one white Christmas and uh, one more than me man it was yeah. really nice because it just makes sense to me Christmas mm-hmm. is about like, like being warm being inside with your family mm. yep. and it's cold outside kind of thing but the closest we get to like a white Christmas is like <laughs> we just have that really weird summer rain yeah yeah, yeah and like um, hail like, I remember like I think it was in Christmas 2000 or like leading into 2000 we had like some of the biggest rains in a long time. Like we had like we had like this big like beach umbrella out the back, which like folded down because the wind was like lifting it into the air and yeah. stuff. And we we're about to drive to Queensland like for a couple of weeks, or whatever. But yeah, crazy. Yeah. Um, I would love some snow. We're gonna go see some snow soon. Actually, we are. We are heading overseas. So mm-hmm. when we're in uh, in California, yeah, we're gonna go to Big Bear cool. National Park. There should be some snow. Indeed. It's gonna be good. Yeah, oh, be a little bit jealous. after Christmas, but we'll be alright. Oh, that's alright. We'll just hang a little tree. There's like fireplaces and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. It's going to be great. Maybe we'll do a Christmas in July podcast. We could do that, absolutely. Mm. What are your favourite July release movies? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for our Christmas episode, guys. It's it's been good. I hope everyone has a great Christmas. Mm. Before we go, should we do some plugs? I feel like we always forget to plug stuff. Do we want to talk about our other projects or where we are on social media yeah sure so you guys you can catch me on my other show Chwoodcast with Tom which is normally every Sunday or Monday it's been a little bit lapsed lately because he's got a a child that's going to pick up in 2017 and I have another show coming out in 2017 it's yet to be named but there will be a third Chwoodcast network show debuting otherwise find me on Twitter or Instagram JamesCharmers7 you can find me Tina at Tina's Hair and Beauty on YouTube. So I post up reviews, tutorials, hauls, all those lovely good things. Uh, So if you want to go check that out on YouTube, you can. I've also got my Instagram and Facebook page, uh, both of the same title, Tina's Hair and Beauty. Yeah, I think um, my uh, Instagram's Owenovsky. I think I've got about four photos now. So (laughs) if you want to see four photos, have a look. (laughs) I don't think I'm on Twitter. I am on Twitter. But I don't know my thing. More importantly... If you want to see my new hair, go on to my Instagram. Looking fabulous, Tina. More importantly for Nick, he also hosts another podcast. I do, don't I? Called The Dollar Squad. Yeah. Your Christmas episode just came out as well. Featuring Featuring the podfather himself. Kevin Smith's on there? (laughs) Mr. J Charm. Living the semi-charmers kind of life. (laughs) (laughs) Semi-charmers kind of life. (laughs) No, it was good fun. It was was really good because you're... 
hit the ground running. Like you do all our um, all our, uh, segments, and you had your own stuff. So yeah, it was fun. I can't wait to run the crossover. As we said, as we teased on your on your show, we'll get um, a couple of those guys on when we do a specific uh, episode, like mm. specific themes on the show. We'll get <clears throat> Carmen over for some horror movies, and maybe Chunga over for some Nazi movies yeah. or eighties action films, whatever it yeah. takes his fancy. Um, I'm also on Twitter as Olnowski. There you but go. I haven't tweeted anything for about five years. Uh, well, you know. So you could go back and see um, what I was like as like a 20-year-old. <laughs> uh, and I know it's rare for us to plug anything that doesn't, well, to plug anything at all, but we tend to only plug our own stuff. But as a Christmas gift, guys, I'm going to recommend a show for you all to listen to, and that is a year-old podcast called My Dad Wrote a Porno. I just discovered it and has been... It's been, you know, it's warmed the cockles of my heart, really. Mm. It's, uh, it brings so much joy to myself and to Tina, who also listens, so definitely... It's, it's a genuine laugh-out-loud yeah, experience, isn't it, it? It is. It's like, we drive, and we have to, like... I'll be honest, when we're when we're driving, it's like, okay, let's pull over for a second, I was <laughs> gather the, ourselves. I was listening at the gym, and okay. I was on the treadmill, <laughs> and I just had to, like, I just had to run with my head down for, yeah. like, a minute, because I was just trying not to be... The psycho who's just like laughing while <laughs> he's running. <laughs> yeah. You're practicing your serial killer move. Yeah. You can stalk your prey. It's very funny. It's almost oh. as funny as this show. <laughs> you like this? Um, it's, yeah, go check it out. That's, that's my Christmas gift to everyone. Go check out My Dad Wrote a Borno. Um, but until then, we're going to put the fire out and hang up those stockings because Santa will be here soon. Sandy. Yeah. Sandy Claus. So from uh, Tina, Nick and myself, uh, Merry Christmas everyone. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Does Michael Scott do that? <laughs> <laughs> ho, 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 ho. We'll see you next week.